Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the new and next episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Almost forgot the name of our own podcast. It happens. Yeah, and so joining me today is always, uh, normally he's he's the lead guy and I'm the co-host, but today we, we've swapped chairs. Uh, my my co-host, Andrew Harris. Hey, everybody. How are you doing, man? I, I'm doing well. It's, doing it's kind good. of, you know, it's kind of chilly today. It is. We had, yeah. We had a fire in the fireplace last night. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't have lovely. a fireplace. Well. Sorry. It's all right. I got I got a little dachshund. Keeps me warm. We don't want to know about that. No, that's weird. That okay. is weird. Hey, man, I'm really excited about this uh, this guest that we have today. He is, um, well, I, I should say back when I was a prosecutor, we, we would go up against each other on some cases every once in a while. But he's the author of Texas Crimes and Consequences. And that's with O'Connors. With O'Connors. Yeah, published by O'Connors. Right. You, you actually sent me the name and the title, and I was like, oh, yeah, great, great, great. And then I was like, oh, it's the O'Connor's book. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it made it all the much more, more clear and exciting. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I just know it as the O'Connor's, not so, the, and that's the smaller version. Todd DuPont. Hey, Todd. Hey, y'all. What's up, man? Um, you know, when we were right before we hit record, we were talking about, like, you, you're, you're just all over. You're like the king of all attorney media over here. <laughs> you got the book. You've got, you were uh, for eight years, the host of Reasonable Doubt, which is a show on uh, Houston. Houston. Houston Media Source is the website. Uh, Reasonable Google Doubt. That. That, um, show, uh, that show airs every Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, that is, that is kind cool. Of the, the, the Wayne's world of Harris County criminal law. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I'm so going to tune it, in so, now. So wait, you do it in your mom's basement? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it is in a local... Uh, not a basement, but it is the uh, local PBS uh, station. Yeah, the local access style. Yeah, cool. I love it, man. I love it. So, just uh, starting off, let's just tell our guests a little bit about you. When when did you become a lawyer? Why uh, why go into the law? Okay, so I've been a criminal defense lawyer here now twenty years. Um, my father, who's in heaven, he's been deceased for probably seven, eight years now, but he was uh, a lawyer and a judge, uh, a municipal court judge here in Houston. But he, I think the time he passed, he was almost a 40 year lawyer. Yeah. And so it's one of those deals where I didn't really have a choice in the matter. <laughs> he right. was always, I was always destined to be his law partner, which happened. Uh, but it was interesting how it played out because he basically is like, all right, son, you know, pass the bar and all that good stuff. And he's, uh, well, now you got to have to firm. And his firm was a PI firm, a oh, personal right. injury firm pretty much. But he, he really was kind of the old, uh, general practitioner. You had 3000 bucks. He'd get your thing, whatever your issue was, he'd get it fixed for you. I don't know why he liked 3,000, but that was his number. That's a, that's a nice general number there, yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't well, seem too awesome. offensive. Yeah, about 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> need a divorce, 3,000. You need a will, that's going to be 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> you know. it, it makes the billing easier. So uh, he, he gives me half the firm, and I'm just sitting. I was like, well, hold on. Are you, like, you going to – I mean, do I get a paycheck? I mean, I've worked for you since 15. I know – how long it takes to start to finish from my PI case. He goes, no, you're on your own. 
Oh my gosh. And I think he just walked out the room and I was like, well, hell. <laughs> but at least okay. he had a name, right? And the, and the office had a reputation. He did. Uh, as it turns out, my uh, wife at the time, uh, her family owned a bonding company out in uh, Victoria, Texas, down southwest. Yep. Uh, and in Jackson County, they're contiguous counties. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, and, and nothing nefarious, it's just my name started getting spread around those counties. And I found myself uh, driving there a lot on retained criminal work. And, uh, of course, you know, that's I'm young and, and married and we just started having to have kids. And then so I decided once I was down there, especially Jackson County, that I would just take the court appointments uh, because you're already there. Yeah. And they, quite frankly, they needed the lawyers. Right. Uh, so I cut my teeth in... Uh, Harris, but also in Jackson and uh, in Victoria, and then some Fort Bend. So I kind of worked that 59 down area. And really from that, I mean, in the beginning, I, you, you know, in the beginning as a lawyer, if you're not maybe real set in what you're gonna do, you'll take the odd divorce or maybe a car wreck or some stuff like that, you know. But. Right. Ultimately, just that zeroed out for me. It became all criminal. And then really just the practice has evolved. My practice has evolved to where I'm pretty much only Harris County and uh, Houston Southern District. Uh, a large portion of my practice is uh, felony appointments and uh, federal appointments. Now, of course, uh, I'm always open for, for retained cases, but I'm very more selective on what I take and how much, quite frankly, uh, you know, my fees are going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Andrew and I both, uh, we were comparing notes on how far we're willing to drive for a buck. And uh, I don't even know that we cover gas on some of our cases because we're, you know, with 2020 being slower than normal, Sure. You get retained and we're, we're like, yeah, so where are you spending the night? <laughs> um, but, but what, a, what an amazing blessing to be able to kind of go, look, I'm going to stay in Harris County. I'm going to do these. I'm going to take the cases I want to take. Uh, some of the guys I work with are definitely in that, that ballpark in Tarrant County. They truly, they'll, they'll look at you and go, no, I don't want your case. Um, yeah. because they don't have to. And that's a huge blessing, but it also probably speaks greatly to your, reputation there in Harris County yeah the work the work that it's taken to get to that point and in those CJA cases the federal appointment cases they you know you're not you're not like eating ramen every night like you you earn a you earn a decent living it's a lot of work right but you you do all right uh with those with those cases and and especially on the you know the felony appointments as well I got uh I I got on the panel in 2007 Around that time, at least here, they were uh, they had a hard look at the list because there were probably 300 lawyers on the panel list, yeah. uh, and and so 
it really is maybe by happenstance, but a, a lawyer named Rob Fickman, who's almost kind of like a brother to me, he's probably a 30, maybe close to four. Well, he's probably a 35 year lawyer plus or minus, but yeah, uh, he, uh, he assisted me in getting on that, on that, uh, on that list. And it's that same year they called it down to about a hundred lawyers. But to me, that's probably one of the most satisfying parts of my job uh, is, is federal work because I like the decorum. I respect, for the most part, the lawyers. I like the process in federal court. Uh, you know, so, but, but, you know, I maybe only have five or six open federal cases at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, so a large part of my practice comes from state court appointments. Right. Right. I, I and, think and really the judges that, you know, I, there's 22 felony district court judges here in Houston. I've practiced in front of every single one with the, with the exception of one. But I probably find myself working with. I'd say maybe eight to 10 of those judges on a daily basis. Yeah, and uh, it, it's really to the point now where I know all the. You, you get to the point where you know the policies, right? You know the judge. You know what they're thinking. You know the prosecutors. You know what they're thinking. You know the court staff and the, the bailiffs. So really, right now, at least for me, is is a wonderful time to be practicing law. Really, really enjoy it. That's awesome. I could yeah. see myself doing this another twenty years or so. I hope to do yeah, this no for joke. another 20 years. You know, I hope after like 20 years, I'm what, 10, 12 years in. I hope in eight more years, I'm still like, you know what? I love this. I'm going to do this another 20 years. Right. When you're as old well, as I am, you're going to hope you're still doing it for another 20 years. <laughs> you know, no day is the same if you really think That's about true. it. Yeah. Uh, so so you, you've, got a, you've got a thriving practice. You have a uh, local... Um, cable show and you start producing a book for O'Connor's. Yeah. How'd that you know, it, it dawned on me as I was telling, I don't really talk about myself often, <laughs> kind of humble and shy about that, believe it or not. Uh, but as so I was used to interviewing people, now you're, now you're the interviewee. It's, uh, I think I've interviewed maybe once or twice, maybe three times in 20 years, but, uh, well, y'all got me today, though. Um, as it turns out, part of the history and the book, which it seems like was what we're going to discuss today, by and large, uh, is a byproduct of me working in Victoria and, and in Jackson County. But to, to substantiate that, I need to kind of let you know what it was like 20 years ago. Okay. When I first, you know, I was groomed, I guess, to be a PI lawyer. And then, of course, we made the quick switch when we realized I needed some money to pay for <laughs> a house that I just got a mortgage on and my wife with a brand new marriage and these things. Yep. But so that's when you had briefcase will travel. Um, but so back then, uh, you know, the internet wasn't, of course, what it is today. I mean, 
and it's come leaps and bounds and all the other apps and things. There was no iPhones back then. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there certainly were Blackberries. <laughs> you know, they had some flip phones were still around at that point. But the, the idea is that since I wasn't in law school trained in all the nuances of criminal law, I had to I had to learn this stuff on the fly. And so the way that my mind works, and if you look at that book, you'll ultimately see how I think in life. But that's uh, the way I organize things. Um, yep. But all the charts and the uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way my mind works. But so what I found myself doing was referencing. Maybe, you know, you get a call on a case and I would have to reference six to eight to maybe somewhere in that area, different books. One book you'd go to for driver's license suspensions, another book I'd go to for punishment ranges. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and if I went to court, I'd take all these books with me. And I mean, I'm telling you, 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 the last thing a criminal lawyer wants to do is get bad legal advice, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna be in business long that way, and of course, you know, you tell somebody they're probation eligible, and you go to trial, they lose, and they go to prison. Uh, you know, that's not gonna be a good thing for your client or you or your reputation. That's so true. So, I decided I need a book for me that I can use as I'm driving, quite frankly, to access data as quick as possible. So I can quote a fee that's commiserate with what the charge is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the notion for the book was to break down every element of a crime in the penal code and, and subsequently the health and safety code and uh, what else is in there? There's some transportation code transportation. stuff, but yeah. Government code. Yeah. So the notion was to let's break down the statute to the elements kind of simple concept. And then what is the punishment range? That way I could immediately access data even while driving in the car, right? Hopefully uh, you weren't actually looking at it while driving. I'm sure there were times I have. <laughs> <laughs> and statutes then, run on that. You're good. And then uh, as, it, as it is, I was like, all right, well, if you're going to do that, then you need to include other things that you need to know, right? So uh, driver's license suspensions, parole eligibility, you name it. I mean, let me grab a copy of the book here. But, uh, you know, yeah, then- Parole eligibility, I think is a, it, I mean, that's just a, a genius inclusion there. I mean, it's it's just, a lot of these things are so nuanced that you've gotten, like, okay, it's this until, you know, unless you had a prior contact, you know, with police within the last five years, and then the DL suspension is this, you know, I mean, it's right. So, so it sounds like basically you were putting together a working notebook of cheat sheets that became a, a, a book, a reference book, a yeah. reference book for, for, for all the rest of us. That, that's almost exactly what happened. And, yeah, and, and, and so 
it's it's odd that how it all occurred, but basically, you know, it's kind of like uh, Kaiser Sose, right? You see it all, it all comes together right at the end. What yeah. movie was that? Uh, Usual Suspects. Yeah, you're right. So I kind of had that moment. It's odd, but I had that moment. And I outlined the table of contents, which is very similar to what we have today. Uh, this book is now in 15 years of publication, updated annually. We'll discuss that, but yeah. uh, the original table of contents is very similar. It's just grown uh, here and there, but it, the original table of contents is pretty much what we have here. And the notion for me was I just needed to be able to put my fingers on certain things, you know, because in that, you know, that's the name of the book, right? You have your crimes and then what are the consequences behind some of these crimes? And so I just went through and really thought about each, each thing as it relates to a criminal case, right? You have lesser included offenses. Yeah. You know, sex offender registration. Defenses, right? Criminal responsibility. You even have in the introduction a list of objections. Yeah. And it's further broken down to questions, to answers, to exhibits, to witnesses, to experts. I mean, this is this really is, y'all. If y'all are listening, uh, pick up in O'Connor's Texas Crimes and Consequences. This is your one-stop shop to bring to court um, such a good resource. I, I just wish it. Andy would carry it with him more often. I, you know, I, he calls me. <laughs> Asking me for stuff, <laughs> I'll get a text, and I'm just gonna for now I'll go and go. Do you have Todd's book? I, I need. Yeah, well, I should. That that'll, you know, knock our conversations down <laughs> to a, to a minimum. Um, but you know, it's funny because like I, I will. I, I don't get a whole lot of money from the deal. I can't tell you contractually what I make. Uh, it's not what one would think. <laughs> but I do appreciate the plug, guys. I mean, I, I really, really. Well, no problem. And we just wanted to talk to you anyways. I mean, you're, you're an accomplished attorney and Hey, you got a book, so why not? Well, and a, and a, uh, uh, a show, show on public access in Houston. Yeah. Well, well I, I used to be, I used to be the host. It's now hosted by a friend and colleague, Julio Bella, but it's, it's well worth, um, I'd tune in and watch the show. I mean, it, those yeah. that really enjoy criminal justice issues. Yeah, and no surprise. I mean, we get we have a pretty decent, you know, listenership. Is that what they're called? Yeah, pretty good subscriber list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think people are interested in this uh, in this field, even if they're not, you know, attorneys, dorky attorneys like us. So do you? So so Todd, do you do you still go to your book and look stuff up, or do you have it Memorized. down pat yet? So for years, I just simply didn't carry it with me, even though I have copies everywhere. Uh, and I have no clue why uh, I didn't carry it with me. I have my dad's old ba uh, bag, like a briefcase. So uh, maybe a couple of years ago, I just decided to start, just keep one in there. I, I find myself referencing the book, uh, you know, here and there. I, I know most of the contents, and clearly. Uh, <laughs> And, and, you know, I, I know most of the things that we're going to be dealing with on a daily basis, just probably simply by repetition. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, every now and again, you need to go back and resource. I'll tell you candidly that 
of course, if anybody's done any type of uh, indigent defense work, sometimes we have clients that uh, aren't very thankful for the services that are being provided to them. And sometimes they can be ugly to the lawyers. Where I've found the book more useful <laughs> is reminding the person that's being ugly to me during a consultation that I'm actually a published author and I don't really need this job. I like this job. <laughs> and so now that doesn't work every time, gentlemen, <laughs> but uh, most of the time I can get the attention of my client with that little move. Yeah. You literally can hold up the book that says <laughs> Texas crimes and consequences and go, do you see the name at the bottom? Yeah. I have found it uh, that to be more useful than me referencing it for uh the content. You know, next time I have a troubled client, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up your book and say, you see this name? I know this guy and we're friends. I don't need this job. You know what I mean? See if that gets funny. Or go, I, I, I almost know this guy. I almost know this guy. That'd yeah. be me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be yeah, like yeah. I almost, I've talked to this guy yeah. before. Um, well, I mean, I'll tell you, I do want to tell you, how, how we got to O'Connor's, I say we, it's okay. me. Um, so, of course, as a Texas lawyer, we all recognize the value of the O'Connor's family of books, right? Right. Yeah. It's to me that they're probably the most prominent. Uh, well, you know, they've been bought out by Thomas Reuters now. Yeah. Which pissed everybody off. Uh, but it is just, that's just how it is. But prior to that, of course, they were uh, an independent publishing company run by Justice O'Connor, who uh, just really picked lawyers out of their fields to author treatises and, you know, these books that we now have, right? And I, for whatever reason, as a young lawyer, liked their fonts. I liked their content. I liked their organization. So I pretty much made it upon myself to invite myself over to their office and pitch this book to them. Uh, I didn't know anybody over there. I, one of my dad's lawyer friends named Mark Murray said he knew somebody over there. So I uh, I emailed the, the executive editor, a guy named Jason Wilson, and uh, you know, set up a meeting with him, and and went over there with basically a table of contents and an idea. None of this had been written yet, and I'll be damned if the dude didn't say I like it. He goes, "Man, I like this idea." You know, you know, like what, like that. that. You know, you're going to get turned down. He was yeah. warned the idea. And then at that point, I thought, well, hell, I'm good now. But yeah. in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, I, I thought they would write this book and I was just going to sit back and go to the bar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kind of right. dictate, you know. Well, as it turns out, he goes, no, you have to write this thing. I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, so, so how long did that take? Six months. Okay. Is that six? Okay, so so I'm. Uh, this is this like is me. Hour days. Right. Is that six months of of 
writing or or is that like six months you know at night i'd come home and i'd spend an hour you know like in my study doing some working i can say i was grinding like my practice was young married probably first child i have three daughters but i'm sure the first child was born around that time somewhere in there but the the i the, the idea and, and really the the hype that I was gonna get what I wanted, right? This book that I think we all needed. Yeah. The fact that I could get this done, I had O'Connor's backing and it wasn't insurmountable. Like, so if, if again, if you look at it, what, what, how many chapters do we have? 18 or 20? Yeah. So I just tackle one chapter at a time. Of course, the elements and punishments is the biggest chapter. Uh, but I wrote all the other ones. I gathered the information from every source possible, uh, wrote each chapter, and then got to the elements and punishments and just grinded. I mean, no matter where I went, I had a laptop. And I just sit there and plug it out. And, you know, just into a Word document. And I would send them over, I would send them over the chapters as I finished them. But it took, it took almost two years from a Word document to the first finished product. I mean, I was, uh, I, I thought it would go quicker than that, but it, it took, you know, their, their O'Connor's publishing style is, is uh, uh, you know, very unique. And they have their own programs. It, it took a long time for Thomas Reuters to adopt their, style because oh, they yeah. had a proprietary uh way that they organized their books uh and so they had to fit my stuff into their system and ultimately it got done uh, 2005 was the first edition so the and first course, edition takes six months to write two years to get put into format so how much time do you, so, so that's, that's a lot of time. Yeah, that's a, I it's mean, a big project. yeah, that, that's not, that's not something you just do because, well, you've got to love it. You can't be doing that just because you're like, hey, I think this is a good idea. I have lots of good ideas that never get past about an hour and a half work. And I go, dude, this is a lot of work. I'm not doing that. Um, yeah. This podcast was almost one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. Oh. Especially while you have a practice and a family, right? Right, yeah. right. Well, and a dog. Um, yeah, my dog's on my lap right now. Uh, I can't see that. So how much time do you spend now each year updating it? Yeah. Um, so I got lucky in that regard. Uh, I, it seems like this whole thing has been lucky. And I'm very thankful. I, I, truly, I am. Uh, but as it turns out, as it turns out, O'Connor's, is a very very serious about what they do group right yeah they want to make sure that the product in the consumer's hand is the absolute best and yeah. is absolutely correct right you, you certainly don't want to have a publication a, a, an attorney can't rely upon right and so they with that in mind they uh, assign 
I think at one point I counted 17 lawyers work lawyers working on this book, which was wow. phenomenal, oh, phenomenal. And uh, now maybe not all lawyers, but at least I, there were some staff. Yeah, they I mean, they had lawyers looking at every side of this thing, which was very humbling to me. But with that in mind, they have assigned me a editor for, I guess, lack of a better word, who I speak to annually. Really, it's about the time we start thinking of updates. Well, I'm always thinking about what to add to the book in the back of my mind. But they'll probably reach out to me sometime in the summer because uh, there's some contractual things that I have to do with them. But so they'll, the format goes like this. Every legislative year, right, we update the book with the legislative changes. Of yeah. course. And so, uh, you know, but that only occurs every other year. And so, you know, O'Connor's wants to have a book out every year, which is, I certainly get it, but there's no content you can add on an off year. So what I chose to do, and if you put O5's edition next to today's edition, you'll, you'll see it as it grew. But I wanted to give the consumer something different. I wanted them to have a new product every year, right? So even if I only add three charts, and, and I think I added three this year, well, I know I added three this year, um, at least that's a, a product that the person would want to purchase, right? And, and there are some things that, maybe some laws that come in January 1 that, uh, you know, they're kind of, they meet they're, they're a little bit later than a 9-1 whatever year. Uh, right when they take effect. So O'Connor's keeps its eye on all of that stuff, which, which really, you know, it's a testament to them, uh, not me, quite frankly, uh, but yeah. they, they want to really make sure that like you all have the best, the best content you can have. And then my, my addition to that notion is that I want the, I want to give somebody a new book every year. It's kind of like Christmas, right? Yeah. You get the book in the mail and you open it up and you're all happy and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is amazing how you get an O'Connor's, whether it's uh, this one or for me, the, the basically the Code of Criminal Procedure and Penal Code. You get it. It's brand new. You find yourself marking it up, putting a few sticky notes. And by the time the next one comes in, you, you now know that that copy so well you've used it so many times and then the new one you're like okay we're gonna do it all again we're gonna yeah. we're gonna copy it up you know cut it up mark it up highlight it sticky note it uh so it is it's a little bit like christmas i get to I, it's like getting a new pair of socks that i know i'm gonna wear out in a year <laughs> you know i actually met justice o'connor randomly it was i was studying for the bar exam i didn't go to law school in texas didn't wasn't really familiar with the o'connor's like books or anything like that and I was walking my dog in the museum district because uh, I was studying in Houston and um, 
and I meet this, I meet this nice, you know, this nice lady and she's like, well, do you know, um, you know, do you, are you using O'Connor's? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, well, yeah. I wrote, I wrote those. And I'm like, okay, have a good day. I'm at it. And it was only like later when I was like, holy crap, man, like randomly met Justice O'Connor. But it was just she, so weird. She's a real neat lady. Yeah. So, so you said that you're always looking at what, what needs to be added. So uh, your new one just came in. So, so what did you add to the new one? So uh, the notion is that, I, just so you all know a little bit more about me, I try a lot of cases. Like uh, I have a lot of cases set for trial and prior to COVID, I would imagine that I'm announcing ready for trial every week of the yeah. year. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're always ready. That's kind of the motto around here. But um, with that in mind, of course, you, you find your, you know, the more you're in trial, the more you have to litigate, you know, all the little issues in the case, the legal issues and things that pop up, right? Right. So, uh, this particular year, we looked at, I say we, it's really me, but, but, but I do have help some, from some colleagues over here. We, we do sit around and think about things that we think should be good. I added, uh, let's see here, we added a new chart for forfeiture by wrongdoing. That's a huge issue this year too. Um, yeah, we're seeing that a lot. Yeah, over here, we're. I added something for nature of the relationship, which is a really interesting concept, uh, but also uh, a legal theory for the state. Um, but it cuts both ways. Uh, and so, but there's not a lot of case law on on nature of the relationship yet. And then we treated uh, statements of the defendant. So I broke down a very big statute, um, which is just, it's, it's really convoluted. Those all show up in chapter 18 uh, of the book, but that's the content I added uh, this particular year. And so what I'll do, like even like right now, next year I'm cool because you know, they keep their eye on the legislative changes. They incorporate that into the book. Then they send me a back-to-back -back or, you know, I guess, I, don't even, I guess they electronically send it now. I have to usually take it to FedEx or something to print it out. I'm not going to burn my toner on that because it's, you know, yeah. but then I'll just, I'll go through page by page and, and see what they've added, uh, check for, uh, you know, any spacing or any type of issues with formatting. You know, I just give it an overall, and then, uh, you know, we, we'll figure out what, what all's been updated, and then I'll just send back my edits, and they, they do their magic. We get a, a product about a month or two later. So is there, because of this time spent in, in trial, you're, you know, you're familiar with like the, 
you know, the train, the changing trends as far as, um, you know, maybe some relaxation of marijuana laws or THC, the introduction of, you know, CBD and, and is there anything like on the horizon that you think, or you anticipate will be added into the book in the future? Or is it just way too early to tell? No, um, we, you know, I think about that a lot. Um, even by the size of the book, like, I would think that the, the first, uh, I don't even have that copy here with me. It's in my office, but, uh, you know, the, it, the, it's grown in size and width. Yeah. But we still want to have the book uh, portable, right? So you can take right. it with you. You know, their, their other books have been known to, you know, they're kind of bulky. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and the size difference from 15 years ago on some of them, part of it is the legislature just keeps passing freaking laws. <laughs> well, right. And they, you know, can, can you imagine a legislative session where they didn't pass a criminal law? Like they, they decided, look, we're good. We've got everything covered, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, they're averaging 43 a session, 43 new crimes for the last like three legislative sessions. Stuff that people don't even know. I mean, it's right. like, anyway, sorry, rant. Well, Andrew's question looping back was, is, was, you know, outlooking, you know, the horizon of the criminal justice uh, field, I guess. But, right. you know, you've got, you know, you have traffic, human trafficking, I think is going to be with us for a while. I ha uh, of course, trafficking in narcotics. Uh, which is interesting in light of the, the, the attitudes locally and nationally with regards to marijuana. But right. you, know, you could probably have a whole show on marijuana. Um, you know, they have really relaxed it, but it's still, and even not, not necessarily legal, but even by, by the way that the Harris County DA's office is prosecuting people uh, or lack thereof is a better way to look at that. But, yeah. I think the outlook is is human trafficking, prostitution, especially as it applies to minors, right? And, and these types of uh, those, those types of issues with you know morality and, and uh, people treating other people in you know inhumanely. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of vigor on the prosecutors who are handling those cases and, and the offers are are 30 and 40 years something that you can't really plead to you know what right I mean? yeah and so uh drugs aren't going anywhere i mean you still have your cocaine crack pills uh heroin it, meth yeah, you know, th these are going to be staples. I mean, these are just run of the mill, but also since COVID, really since March, and it makes sense when you think about it, but we're seeing a lot more domestic violence cases. Uh, people are just probably sick of living with each other, you know, when yes. we shut down. Uh, and cases like that, you know, you're going to see things where Look, let's let's call it. We're all sick and tired of of this. 
quite frankly, mm-hmm. but it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, at least reasonably understanding the science, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. Wait, science? What? Sorry. Yes. Um, Novel concept. To some you know, especially like have to remember this is this is Texas, and so we may get some local relaxation of marijuana arrests, but statewide, it's going to be really hard to pass wholesale legalization. And it seems like every year, every legislative session, we get a little bit closer. And yeah. I think the CBD legalization and um, uh, whatever is, is, is just another one step closer to that. But I, I don't think, I don't see it being wholesale legalized uh, for, for quite a while. I do see it in my lifetime. Yeah. Right, but but still, like you said, that doesn't make meth go anywhere. Right, which or, in, yeah. which, which where where Andrew and I practice a lot is the number one reason someone loses their kid to CPS is because of a meth related offense. That's most of my oh. cases up here. It's probably meth. It's meth possession or meth related. Right. Are you all seeing? Now I'm just only curious. Are you all seeing like real Mexican uh, produced meth like? The good stuff, or y'all still see? No, it? this is still Coke bottle in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least on the ma- major part, right? I mean, it, I, I think get some good. We'll get not some good. We'll get some some uh, uh, marijuana coming on the interstate from El Paso, and some big drugs like heroin and cocaine. Big bus on the interstate uh, from the border, and uh, from the border meaning like from west from uh from el paso um it's different down in houston it's coming north right right yeah we're just we're just off the north south interstate so yeah um all right Uh, yeah Yeah. so so lots of the stuff just doesn't go away um my guess is it's probably hard to keep the book small enough that it actually is a handy carry reference at this point huh well and with that in mind i do i think I mean, the legislative changes don't, by and large, I mean, you know, sometimes they amend things and that doesn't add more space, but uh, those don't take up too much. And then on the off years, you know, I think with the notion that the reader should have something new, I, in my mind, three is the magic number, right? So I think in threes, but, you know, the, the crappy part is if I only got one good idea <laughs> now i gotta find two more ideas right so, <laughs> so sometimes it's very easy and, and sometimes i have to think about it but all i have to do is go to 1201 franklin which is our courthouse and you i'll find inspiration i mean yeah uh i i am submersed in my field like i live and, and breathe yeah. this stuff. i really uh it's just how it is for me. I'm a no, single that's dad. That's like kind now. of what we were talking about before we started recording, Todd, is like this was a project for Andrew and I, and mainly because like I was just looking for a way to not get burnt out and, and just talking with people who like we've interviewed a number of, of really great attorneys um, who, who are just, this is their life. It's just so inspiring because this is like, um, they're you know they're this is their not destiny but you know what i mean like this this is what they live and breathe right um, it it is it is it is who they are yeah it is their essence 
as much as it is their their job Just or their the career desire to help people uh, and that's what's really like is really inspiring me so thanks for for sharing this with us today um, we'll leave a, a link in the show notes to the to the book but we have some personal questions for you just to learn a little bit about the the man behind the book sure uh so what's your uh favorite band or musical artist like who are you listening to pearl jam nice period yeah they keep coming out with good stuff too probably about as often as you put out a new book (laughs) well i'm a little mad at them because it took them a little extra long to to come out with their latest album well their manager just retired so maybe we'll get somebody new in there to to uh you know inspire them to start putting out some more material well the, 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 i mean it's a love-hate relationship with these people look uh i you know i went to college in what 90 to 95 so if you do the math you know grunge yeah rock was coming out nirvana pearl jam Soundgarden, all of that is my style i mean of course i like really any music other than country music yeah uh you know, go back to the 70s, 80s, all of that I like, but favorites, Pearl Jam, but, you know, Pearl Jam today versus Pearl Jam in 1990, you know, these people are multimillionaires now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. But back then, Eddie Vedder was working at a gas station. I mean, yeah. Uh, I can understand his angst when you have no money and you're pissed off at the world and the government and all that good stuff. It's hard to have that same vigor <laughs> when you're a multimillionaire, right? Sitting on 30 million. That's yeah. how I learned how to play the ukulele. Well, and you know, the angst is a little different. Yeah. The tax man cometh. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but I have to temporarily suspend that, which I do. And uh, there's something about his baritone that yeah. has soothed me. Uh, since the first time I ever heard that man sing, quite frankly. All right, cool. All so right, that's, so aside- uh, that's that's the answer on that one. All right, nothing wrong with Pearl Jam. Um, so outside of uh, your book, what's a favorite book uh, that you've read over your life, or one that you'd recommend to the audience? So uh, the answer, interestingly, becomes cookbooks. I absolutely love cookbooks. My you favorite cookbook. What's that? Do you love to cook or do you just love to cook book? Yeah, I do. Uh, Cajun family, DuPont's French, clearly. Uh, But there is a book entitled The Encyclopedia of Cajun and Creole uh, Cuisine, which, uh, you know, is even bigger than these O'Connor's books we're talking about. Yeah. But uh, a guy named John Falls who is a very renowned chef in Louisiana, uh, put this extensive, I guess it is, it is an uh, encyclopedia, but it's also a cookbook. But he, every recipe in the book is surrounded by commentary and background and uh, it gives the reader an understanding of where this dish came from uh, you know, when this dish will be normally eaten in different parts of the year. You, you get it. You get you got, sure got my mouth watering over here, Todd. Uh, John Falls, my uncle, uh, actually uh, ate some of his food like at the camp style, like not at his restaurants, but 
said that this man is one of the best cooks that he's ever personally eaten food. And, and this comes from an uncle who's Italian, uh, who I think is one of the best. He, he just recently passed away. But, uh, I think was one of the best cooks I've ever uh, eaten. And so it, it goes to show you that uh, th this man has a very good reputation in Louisiana and nationwide, really. But he put together this book that uh, I value and treasure because it gives, uh, it, it allows us to, at least, you know, me and my family to go back and, and understand some of the dishes we ate growing up at Mimi's house and, and those types of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, I like Grisham. I do like, uh, Ann Rice. I like, uh, Michael Crichton, who's deceased, Stephen King. Um, but really to me, I'm not married to one specific book. I like JD Salinger, Mark Twain, Right. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good stuff. If you really you got to stop sometimes in life to to see what's going on. Right. You need to sometimes just go to the bookstore and look in the bestsellers or uh, what's new. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like you're a reader just generally, which is, one, to. Which is one of the things that we have found with most of our guests is that the 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 attorneys that we've found ourselves looking up to are just read constantly, read and write constantly. And so we've, yeah. we've taken that as a piece of advice to ourselves, but what's a piece of advice you've been given that you would, you know, personally or professionally? I, I uh, you know, when I read that question, I, I really did think about that one the most. Uh, and so I want to answer on both professionally and on personally. Beginning with professionally, I believe uh, I must have been a, a young lawyer. I was in Fort Bend County. I forget the name of the judge, but uh, there was some type of a meeting that this judge had to have with the local defense bar and the prosecutors. Maybe there was something going on that everybody needed to have the announcement. But the judge basically said, and I'm not sure what in reference to, but during that speech, he said, you know, you always want to be, be known as a lawyer that is reasonable to deal with, but tough to beat. And that always stuck with me because uh, that's the way I like to think that I treat the prosecutors that I work with, right? There's so many different styles of criminal defense, if you, well, it's not infinite. I mean, you have some lawyers that are real laid back like me. Of course, we've seen the lawyer that's all up in your face and every single one of their clients is innocent, right? Yeah. We've seen the lawyer that is ugly to people and talks down to them. You know, so all you have to do is hang out in a courtroom and you'll see the variety of the different styles, right? That's that right. the, the uh, lawyers have. But to me, I've always tried to live by the that kind of that motto because I mean I get cases dismissed without even looking at the file sometimes like prosecutors will I might be appointed to the case that's happened to me this week I get I, I got appointed to a case I'm just creating the file next thing I know 
Next thing I see is a dismissal form come across the computer. I'm like, I haven't even started this case yet. <laughs> he dismissed the DWI third. And I'm like, that. Hey, well I done. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, right? But uh, and then I go look to the, the reason for the dismissal, and she writes, can't prove BRD, right? Can't prove beyond reasonable doubt. All I'm thinking all the whole time is she probably just looked at the case, knew how I would defend it, and said, I'm not wasting my time on this. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, again, that is a testament to me. I get that. Yeah, that's a compliment. Uh, I'm not, and I'm trying to be humble about that, by all means. Uh, but that, that's the type of relationships that I have with the prosecutors that I work with. Uh, I don't come at them ugly. I try to be extremely reasonable with those people. Uh, but when it's time, to, when the record, my dad taught me this. When that record goes on, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. Now, I'm not going to go after, like, I'm not going to call them names and stuff, but I'm trying to win this case by all ethical and legal means, period. Yep, exactly. When the record goes off, let's go have a beer. Like, I shake yeah. hands, win or lose, and that's just the way I do it. And I've found in my time as a lawyer that if you, if you come at it that way, uh, you're going to be, your long game is going to be better for you. Right. You see what I mean? And yeah. your clients. Sure. I don't advertise. Sure. I don't put my dismissals on a website. I, I like to think I have the worst website if it's still up in, in, in the history of criminal defense, but I don't need to. Thankfully, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh, but that, so that's my professional advice. All right. People to deal with tough to be. And you'll see that I think uh, once you try enough cases, and I don't know where y'all are in your practice, but uh, they know, they know that you're the type of lawyer when you announce ready, you mean it. Yeah. They know that you're not going to, that you're coming after them uh, yeah. to win the case. I mean, that's just, that's what I think about what my reputation is. Of course, you know, you never really know, but that's what I think that my reputation is around here. Anyway. All right. So the personal piece of advice. So personal, uh, you know, again, I look to Twain, Dalai Lama, Gandhi. That's kind of my, I like big themes and personal advice, but Gandhi once said that everything you do in life will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it anyway. And I've always liked that quote, you know, it, it really does put into perspective a lot of things when you contemplate the universe and the afterlife and how, you know, yeah. small and you are on the planet and in the solar system, but it's still important to do the things just like potentially writing this book or doing your podcast. Uh, and maybe it just helps pass the time while we're here on planet earth. But, uh, I like, uh, I like that quote by Gandhi. Yeah. It's wonderful, man. Do it anyway. Right. Like it. Yeah. It's like, we all have our own little, uh, part to play, uh, pretty, pretty small cogs in the wheel, but we gotta, we gotta do our part anyways. Yeah. I dig yeah. it. That's kind of the way I look at life. Uh, and, and the way, in the, in, the, in the manner in which, you know, I approach things. At this point, my career is 
intertwined with my my life, right? I mean, you become yeah. your career at some point. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I've always tell my daughters, uh, you know, if you love what you do as your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Y'all have heard that before. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way that, that uh, I haven't stopped to think about the things that I'm telling you until today, as I'm telling you, uh, it must sound pretty cool to you all. <laughs> <laughs> Please know that I am a very humble person and I don't hope I didn't come off as bragging here to you today. Oh no. But uh, I'm very thankful to be where I'm at 20 years here into this game because I, I will tell you that I, I, I cut my teeth. I mean, nothing here was yeah. given to me. Everything that I have, I've worked for. And so that, that, that's the inspiration, right? If I can do it, hell, anybody can do it. <laughs> that's one of my old mentors told me years oh, ago. Yeah. He's like, Todd, if the general public knew what we did for a living, they'd be outraged. <laughs> but I mean, really, you know, that, that may be the title of the podcast um, of this episode. The uh, but Todd, man, we we really appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us. I, hey, man, I my just, pleasure. I really love the uh, the chutzpah you have, like you know, to go down, go down to Victoria, not a place that you're from or know, and and start a you know start taking on some criminal cases. Uh, just walk into somebody's office you don't know and pitch a book and and land that, you know, to now like walking into court. I'm sure you, you know, not, not just walking in willy nilly, like announcing ready, but just like the confidence and uh, that you carry yourself with into trial, into court every single day. And yeah, uh, the, the hard work that you put in to actually be able to, to announce ready and the, and the preparation that comes with, uh, you know, with doing everything that you've done. So uh, man, I, just these words of wisdom, I think are going to be really impactful for a lot of our listeners. I certainly hope so. And guys, I'm, you know, I'm sure y'all have a lot of other things to, to talk about, but if you ever want me back on, just let me know. Absolutely. We'll do it, man. I'm happy to help out on things like this. We just need to work out timing. But, right. Uh, Fantastic. The, yeah. The, the pleasure has been mine. Uh, well, indeed. Well, yes, we really do appreciate it. We appreciate your time. We will uh, put links in the show notes. I've actually figured out how to find show notes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a step in the right that's direction. A step in the right direction. But you got to find the right for, app for that for, to happen. For a year and a half, I ha didn't do it. And today I found show notes. He, he, yeah. He's just been like, okay, there's something out there called show notes. I don't really know what they are. I've seen them now. Yeah. We'll but put, not on we'll our podcast. Links. Yeah. We'll put um, links on, in the show notes for, for, for the book, where to, where to buy it. Uh, guys, pick this up. Pick up a copy of, of the book. Keep it on you. It's a really great reference. Yeah. Great resource. Um, and we'll also include, um, you know, some of the other uh, pieces of advice and whatnot in the, in the show notes. Sure. So, Todd, thanks for being on the podcast. Again, as always, we are Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the web at texascrimdefense.com. And, of course, we can, you can find us on your favorite podcast app on your phone or computer. Absolutely. If y'all could send me the link, uh, I'll certainly share it on my side. We Fantastic. will do it. All righty. Y'all be good. Okay, guys. Again, y'all have a good one, and I appreciate it.